And now a very special public service announcement from Nightmare Junkhead and Buck Flowers. Hey everybody, I'm Buck Flowers. I'm here to tell you that Greg done fucked up. So, we're listening to the music of John Carpenter and these two Pickerwoods, probably all hepped up on goofballs, decided to play two of the songs a little bit faster than they should. So, remember when you're listening to The Prince of Darkness and the Halloween 3, it's supposed to be a little bit slower. And that's your goddamn public service announcement from Nightmare Junkhead. Hey, who's gonna pay me up in here, goddammit? Where can a fella get a shot of whiskey? Shit, some rock gut. Uh, this thing still... Hey, this is PJ Souls, and you are totally listening to Nightmare Junkhead. Woohoo! Keep listening. in and out of your consciousness like a bad dream you can't wake from this is the nightmare junkhead podcast a horror podcast that is a number one my name is greg d and i'm genius mcgee and on today's episode we are paying tribute to a master Mm -hmm. as we go to the record player and sample some of john carpenter's finest tracks on wax but before we get into that gang let me remind you we are part of the ever-expanding phantom podcast network phantom and you can find all of our past episodes along with a host of other horrific horror podcasts at downrightcreepy.com. Or if you're like me and you like to listen to us on the go, simply search for Nightmare Junkhead in your iTunes or SoundCloud app. Hit subscribe, and when we drop our latest episode, it will download directly to your listening device of choice. I'll open your vinyl hole. Hey, what's up there, JC? Hey, how's it going? It's good, man. I was just uh, talking uh, to a friend of mine, Genius, there uh, off mic. Uh, what well, yeah. the over and under was on the uh, the JC coming in, but... Yeah, I was just getting high, and Let's I just figured out. <laughs> And come playing a couple of songs with you guys. Uh, so I, you know, sorry to interrupt the, the NBA 2000 uh, mm-hmm. play session there, yeah, but uh, pause. yeah, we fun. we definitely want to make sure we're appreciating your finer work there. I uh, play, goddamn it! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> sorry, Buck. <laughs> but uh, no, if you are in the Kansas City area, we have a few things we want to kind of make sure we bring to your attention uh, because this particular episode is re- being released on uh, June 16th. Mm-hmm. And if you are in the Kansas City area, <laughs> the Kansas City Horror Club, let yep. me tell you what, do they need eyes to see where they're going to be going? No, you don't need eyes to see where you're going because in space it's going to be fucking awesome. We're going to be showing Event Horizon. And this is part of the Cult Friday series mm-hmm. through Screenland Tapcade. Mm-hmm, where Horror Club takes over Cult Fridays. Yes. And we're going to be starting a new monthly horror series at Tapcade. It's going to be awesome. I, we already got the next couple of months lined up. It's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be. And I, I was really happy to see that Event Horizon was kicking it off, given to the fact that it is in play right now, mm-hmm. far into the mouth of March Madness tournament. Yeah. It is one of the member of the Frightful Four. So that in terms of the timing, it was perfect. perfect. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but also, uh, just because I'm a member of the Kansas City Horror Club, we do have mm-hmm. a little bit of pre-show that we put together as well. It's uh, fantastic, we, too. We did a little you know, trial run here. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, but yeah, make sure to come out. This is going to be a blast. Uh, mm-hmm. It's going to be the third Friday of, of the ev- month. Mm-hmm. Of every month uh sponsored exclusively by Kansas City Horror Club which is fantastic uh another thing that we had go on here recently uh is through the Alamo Draft House mm-hmm. we actually host a monthly series called Film Club yeah 
and with a little discussion afterwards and it's a lot of fun it's a whole lot of fun actually because really the whole thing is the idea is to facilitate conversation mm-hmm. about these crazy genre films in fact we said cultivating conversation in current cult cinema you know those, right. that kind of stuff uh, and so far we've seen some really cool films and it's not all horror too no it is not it's that's really cool but the horror ones that we get are so interesting all these films that we're showing on this are interesting films. very much so and we recently were able to screen uh, oz perkins the black coat's daughter mm-hmm. which is very much a horror film yes. I, it upsets me when i hear people out there going oh it's not a horror film it's no it's horror, horror. I, it's straight up it's horror. horror when you have even a hint of satanism you know mm-hmm. hell satan <laughs> things along those lines <laughs> to me you, you're delving into the horror realm and this was definitely a good slow burn film yeah we're not going to go into detail because i think we might devote an episode yeah. actually exactly to talk about it but no i really enjoyed it me as well and that was one of those immediately we were like oh this is really good because we mm-hmm. talked about with a slow burn if you are doing a slow burn the the smoke better be worth the flame very much so yeah and the payoff for me totally matched what i was not even what i was anticipating no. it kind of elevated it went above that uh, and then the conversation we had afterwards we had a really good turnout mm-hmm. uh, so if anyone that is actually listening that was there thank you guys so much uh, yeah. the conversation was phenomenal uh, great insight uh, we had a lot of people participating mm-hmm. which was great uh, it was a diverse crowd which was awesome and it was a good one at the lure the one before it about oh. the horror the the killer mermaid one that was a that's a horror movie that was a very we interesting we got to talk a little bit about that uh, uh-huh. with katie glidewell the blonde in front mm-hmm. Uh, recently that's another good one it was great uh, a lot of good stuff on the film club but then the following night over at the Screenland Armor mm-hmm. they did a similar thing as well which was awesome and they screened It Comes at Night yes It Comes at Night yes it does and this one yes. was very <laughs> <laughs> yes It Comes at Night it, actually strangely enough I believe John Lovitz did come up in discussion with our Black Coat's <laughs> daughter if I remember right I as so Mephistopheles yes Satan yes but with uh, It Comes at Night this one was very divisive very divisive and the conversation went from the theater to the lobby to outside (laughs) where the uh, the conversation came at night if you will Uh, i i I enjoyed this one i did i didn't have a lot of expectations going into it Mm because this one is another one that's been heavily hyped Mm -hmm. um so for me i didn't really hear a lot of that so i think that didn't temper any of my expectations Mm mm-hmm because I enjoyed it. I thought, it, and I actually could consider it a horror film as well. I consider it a horror film as well, too. It is very much a horror film. It deals with a lot of uh, horrific things. Once again, we'll go into deeper and, and right. talk. But yes, it was a horror film. I did not like it to the point where I was angry, like Prometheus angry. Which I think will be an interesting conversation to have. Yeah. Uh, but no, and that one also, great turnout. Uh, so if you guys, whenever you can, yes, when, you most know, definitely. Your local theaters are putting together these kind of enhanced events if you will just where you get involved with the conversation there's nothing better than that because right. a lot of the films that we're screening through film club and I know that Screen Alarm is going to do as well are these cool crazy genre films mm-hmm. and the best part about it is no matter who you are or what movie you see if you really like it or if you really don't like it you're going to want to talk about it and what better way to talk about it with people who just saw the movie too. and friend of the podcast Adrian Torres was there he didn't like um, It Comes at Night no he didn't no, like Black, Black Coat's, Coat's Daughter, Daughter. Yeah, he liked right. It Comes at Night that's right so. and it, it was again it involved some great conversations so it was a lot of fun uh, mm-hmm. good stuff with that um, now that being said we talked about you guys the Kansas City Horror Club is taking yes. over the third Fridays of the month at Screenland Tapcade. Well, the third Mondays of the
of the month, our sister podcast, Nerds and Nostalgia, mm-hmm. we take over as well with Monday Mystery Movie Night. Which always is a lot of fun. It's always going to be a good time. And uh, actually here on the uh, June 19th, mm-hmm. we were going to be doing our next one. Now, it's not horror related. But there's horrific elements in it. Yes, it is. And actually, though, the director of this martial arts masterpiece mm-hmm. directed a segment yes. and a horror anthology. Uh-huh. I'll lay that as a hint. Yes. That's no, all we'll tell No spoilers you. on that one. Uh, but no, it's a lot of fun because we watched the film and then afterwards we record an episode of the Nerds of Nostalgia live in front of the audience. Where you again can come down and talk about it. Tell, talk about movies because fucking talking about movies and we is en- great. And we entice you with uh, prizes. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of fun. Uh, I re- please, and the best part, it's free. It's free, yeah. So make sure you're checking that out on the 19th. And then down the line, mm-hmm. mark a spot on the calendar because coming to get back again to the Kansas City Horror Club here. Yes, Kansas City Horror Club is taking over what I think is one of the most lost, wonderful movie-going experiences. Kansas City Horror Club on September 30th, we are doing a horror at the drive-in where we're showing on the big screen, on the very giant big screen, we're showing Monster Squad and the original Halloween. And the best, the and before it, we're having a horror swap and shop. Where we're gonna have some local vendors, some cool things you can check out, some prizes, all sorts of stuff. We're gonna have raffles, and it's only ten dollars a carload. Now, are we talking where are we gonna be packing people in? It's gonna be like some clown car esque cool. situations. Do it. I love clowns. Okay. <laughs> I love clowns. I guess yeah. If you dress as a sexy clown, I'm not gonna guarantee you'll get it free. <laughs> but but, if you but you're definitely gonna get now, noticed. Yeah. You're definitely gonna get. Noticed. I'll buy you some popcorn. So. <laughs> Jeez, I will not go but. near you with the popcorn, man. I've seen diner. Okay, I know what happens with that. But yeah, it should be a lot of fun. Um, I've already bought my tickets. Excellent. Yes. If you and the cool part about it is if you buy your tickets online because we have to hit a certain pre-sale to make sure everything is like good to go if you buy your tickets online you're entered into a raffle that just for pre-sale tickets only and there's all kinds of good stuff like i've been looking at some of the prizes it's it's a dope basket oh great so i'm in the running then yes you're in Perfect. the running so as See, long so i'm not only a member but i'm also sure a client right? there we go that's right <laughs> the, the, the horror club for men and women and toddlers so but uh, no <clears throat> it should be a lot of fun because like drive-ins are dope. I the, the, I remember distinctly seeing Ghostbusters in the drive-in, mm-hmm. uh, just 1984. One of the great my one of my favorite movie-going experiences. Seeing that up there like that, being yeah. scared, being laughing, and now I can only get, think about experiencing seeing Nards kicked. Uh huh. And. On, and, and the, yeah, in the dark. In the dark. On the drive, outside. If you fuck with me <laughs> during that screening of Halloween I'm going to be very upset my friend okay I'm like maybe I'm just going to camp out on my scooter so I can have my see make sure you nobody comes through so you got to all your peripherals I'm just going to I'm going to be at the very back <laughs> I'm going to pop up like fucking like Michael Myers in the first one behind you like choking you with a fucking car. oh Paul <laughs> See anything you like, genius? <laughs> totally. Well, we know who's going to be on the bumper for today's episode there, Miss PJ Souls. So I can't guarantee that itself will happen. But I mean, think about seeing Monster Squad and Halloween, two perfect films yeah. for your kind of your uh, post-October blues, yeah, your pre-October blues. The day before uh, uh, yeah. Halloween season. That is the perfect prep, man. Yeah. 
So $10 a carload, buy your tickets now. Kansas City or in the Midwest, that's something to put in your calendar Mm -hmm. to come and visit us for because that is going to be a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. So again, here, if you're in the Kansas City area, please support these. These are so much. And again, I'm actually getting out and socializing. So if I am Mr. (laughs) Antisocial, so can you guys. So I'm going to make that my uh, my introvert, anxiety-driven nerd challenge. You know, Mm -hmm. if you see me out there, that means you can do it too. So. It's nice now that we've gotten through kind of the enormity of our Into the Mouth of March Madness tournament <laughs> as we now leave it into the uh, our listeners there. Mm-hmm. And as it stands, uh, when the day we're recording this episode, uh, Freddy Krueger is doing some awful things here to Martin right. in the votes right now. <laughs> it's... <laughs> he's, he's having a nightmare right now because it's. I don't think anyone has voted for Martin at this point. So if you do visit the Twitter, uh, Nightmare Junk, we do have the poll up there. Hey, kitty, watch out. Don't get all... What did he say? Don't get all ta- yeah, tales from the dark side here. Uh, but at uh, Nightmare Junk on Twitter, we have it pinned to the profile page. You can go ahead and vote for either mm-hmm. Martin or Dream Warriors to see who goes on into the championship round. If Martin makes another upset... I think George Romero listens. I am. I, <laughs> you know, I'd love go to ahead, be- everybody. Put a little vote. You know, just <laughs> like all of a sudden, our listenership in Pittsburgh just just skyrockets. Yeah, looking at these stats here, yeah, the Pittsburgh uh, numbers are astounding. <laughs> we're we're big in Monroeville. So <laughs> good Wi-Fi at the mall, man. What can you do? What can you do? Uh, but no, if that happens, I'll be very very surprised because right now, Dream Warriors is. <laughs> Just wiping the floor. And then we're eventually going to be putting Event Horizon up against Trick or Treat. Mm-hmm. So, again, make sure you guys are doing that. And I'll also, at our Facebook page at Nightmare Junkhead, we're putting that up as well. Yes. So, show your work. Let us know who's going to move forward with that. But it's nice now to kind of go back to the more simple episodes, if you <laughs> <Yeah>. will. <laughs> uh, our last one, we uh, were able to talk with uh, Katie Glidewell, the blonde in front, which was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to make sure we went back to some of the, the segments that we used to do. Yeah. Some of our simpler times, if you will. <laughs> Back in the day. Yes. Our throwback Thursday. <laughs> uh, we were more of a fever dream. There we go. Know. Fever dream Friday. Yes, very much go. so. Uh, but one of the things that we love to do is talk about um, music. Mm-hmm. And we've done a segment where we actually sit back and we listen to records here in the studio. And it's called what? What's the score? Indeed. And it's just a chance for us to go ahead and listen to a lot of our favorite horror scores, mm-hmm. soundtracks, and I'm surprised in terms of the ones that we've done that we've never really crossed paths with this particular individual. Right. Because What's of... What's up with that, guys? That's not even cool. I thought we were down. Of all the people that you would think we would have stumbled <laughs> at this point would be John Carpenter. Right. <laughs> That's bullshit, guys. <laughs> because, I mean, if you are a horror fan, for the for the most part, you... you, you There's would, a John Carpenter movie you like. And within that John Carpenter catalog there is a john carpenter score mm-hmm. that you like something you will always forever identify with them so we're going to kind of put together a if you will a john carpenter mixtape uh, but again we're actually going to be playing them from records here uh, live now i will say this some of our past episodes when we've done this the sound has been a little thin and that's my apologies uh, i'd like to think that this is the episode that we kind of step out uh-huh. joe jackson if you will <laughs> uh and the sound is so much better on this one so this is going to be really good but we're going to kind of do a um a john carpenter behind the scenes look just in terms and again this is all based on vinyl that i have so if there's some ones that we are missing that you're like why the hell didn't you play that (laughs) it's because we don't have it exactly exactly because i want to kind of keep this authentic so 
uh, one of the ways I wanted to, um, to look at is, um, again, just in terms of the ones that I own, I'm very fortunate in terms of the ones that I have. Mm-hmm. Uh, because going to Crypticon here coming up. Yes. I'm always on the lookout for horror scores on vinyl, mm-hmm. and especially JCs. Yeah. Do you have one of a particular one of JCs that like would be your get? Right now, uh, probably Big Trouble. Uh-huh. Is one that if I sight unseen back in the day when I was married, I'd have to make a phone call because right. it'd be over a certain price. Nowadays, I'd probably still do the same and just like, hey, Amy, uh, should I buy this? You know, because but that's one of those that if I see it, it's I'm probably gonna have to jump out. on it. Uh, speaking of actually, just kind of the random vinyl purchases. Uh, right. Let's get regional here. Uh, Mills Records. One day <laughs> on lunch, I just randomly went by there on my lunch break. Was going through the the soundtracks. And again, because you're always on the lookout. Right, you're always you're always on the hunt. You never know what you're going to mm-hmm. find. That is kind of the, the thrill of the hunt. Exactly. And I stumble across uh, the Reform Schoolgirl soundtrack <laughs> with Pat Ast with Pat <laughs> Ast on the front. Uh, <laughs> and it was one of those where I looked and I I saw it and I kind of did one of the look arounds. Like, <laughs> is someone messing with me? Because this is it, I don't know if it's necessarily rare, but it's always been one of those that's a get for me. Uh-huh. Uh, because the soundtrack is almost entirely done by Wendy O. Williams, punk icon, rest ah, in peace, mm-hmm. badass in the film as well uh but yeah no i love the, the the thrill of the hunt and so with crypticon coming up i'm so excited yeah there's so many of those jc ones so what we're going to be looking at we're going to be looking at four particular titles through john carpenter uh we're going to go with the original mm-hmm. halloween why wouldn't we right uh, we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna follow that with halloween three nice which is another one with alan haworth actually in a partnership uh we'll then do prince of darkness mm-hmm and then do a little Christine. Excellent. So again, uh, this is the score. This is the segment we call What's the Score? And again, we are listening to the records here. So I'm going to uh, cue up our first one here. But, you know, your experience and thoughts with just the music of John Carpenter. The music of John Carpenter is a character in itself. You can't have a John Carpenter movie without just such iconic music, iconic themes. I mean, for example, like the one we're about to listen to, how it wouldn't be Michael Myers without the theme and that's where i'm going to put a little surprise in here so um katie actually our last guest the blonde in front she also had a chance to see john carpenter perform live yeah and so i also was very fortunate to do that as well and so he actually did open up his set with escape from new york the main theme nice and so i thought even though we are a horror genre related podcast we've talked before in the past of like apocalyptic films dis- and that it falls into horror yes i would agree the, and plus it's a good chance to listen to a fucking dope song exactly <laughs> and i think this is one of my favorite of his themes mm-hmm. uh the the main thing from escape from new york um and he did open with it it was probably one of the best ways to open with it and so i thought let's go ahead and we will go ahead and open with the main theme from escape from new york
that's how you open a live so set, ladies good. and gentlemen. I'm telling you, every time I hear that main theme, I'm just picture myself driving down like a desolate street with like chandeliers for headlamps, just fucking cruising and enjoying life, man. Just that's a head. John Carpenter, his music. Whether you're an orchestra fan, whether you can even be a hip hop fan, the beats and just the head bobbing action and the whole just, ah, so good. It is. It's uh, he's very simplistic, <coughs> but in terms of the way everything layers, mm-hmm. that last little love that. I don't. That's the metal in me, I guess. Uh, but yeah, it was awesome. Just in terms of when you saw it live, you did get images of the film behind him as well. Mm-hmm. So not only were they celebrating the music, but you were celebrating just the the artistry of John Carpenter, the Duke of New York. And that's why I think we love JC as much mm-hmm. as we do because he is a true auteur. Mm-hmm. He's a man. He's that a showman. He, he did it all. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that he did was he provided, directed, wrote some of the fil- the music for the that. Music that still haunts my nightmares to this day. Yeah. Of which we are going to now segue into. <laughs> and, oh my goodness. Which one are we talking about? Which one of your fears are so, we going to be dealing with? I into? still have nightmares of Michael Myers. Mm-hmm. I still have nightmares to this day of him chasing me. And I'm still haunted by the music we're about to play. <laughs> so let me tell you what. In terms of it's my it's my PTSD moments, of course, when I try to watch the movie. Uh, I don't listen to this one often by myself. I have <laughs> strength and safety in numbers. Right. Uh, but also, let's be honest. If Michael Myers comes, I'm getting first you're, because you're going to be gone, and I'm gonna like I can't get up the stairs. Wait. <laughs> Sorry, genius. Won't see you for the sequel. Right. You'll be a fan favorite. <laughs> and you're dying live. You'll say fuck Shelley, and then yeah. they're like. Wow, it's all interconnected. Right. It's the, the slasher verse. But it was very, uh, very mixed feelings, cognitive dissonance, if you will, when I saw him live and he played the opening theme that we're going to start with here. Because this is, again, the, the theme from my nightmares. But I think part of the what sanitized it was how the big smile on his face when he was playing it. The jaunty little little dancing he was doing. This is for you, Greg. <laughs> and I, 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 di- I won't lie. Uh, anyone that's ever listened to the podcast knows I cried a little. You know, I was just, I was up in the the emotion, but it was part terror, part elation, part like I can't believe I'm witnessing this. All JC. It is, uh, yeah. But in terms of, we are actually going to be using the Mondo uh, version of the Halloween soundtrack which uh, has that great Phantom City creative design. with It's very yeah. sparse, where you see the city of Haddonfield basically uh, is the mouth of the uh, the Shatner mask. Nice. It's minimalistic. It's scary as hell. It's one that's actually on my shelf that just stares out at me, mm-hmm. much like I keep the Chud <laughs> one out for you. Yeah. <laughs> I keep the, the, the Halloween one out for me. And again, just the artistry in the artwork that goes into it, which I think is ultimately why I collect these. Uh, not only do I seek out the vinyl just because it is what I listened to growing up, but... But it's also gallery. I mean, it totally is. It's artwork that you were sh- proud to show. Like, this is cool. Look at this. This is neat. So that's what the arts is all about, man, whether it be music or the visual. Absolutely. So we are going to be listening to the main title, the opening theme. The oh, my God. theme. I'm going to be uh, facing down my dreams here and my uh, fears. Uh, oh, good Lord. Here we go, gang.
true story. I learned to play. That was one of the first things I ever learned to play on the piano. God help me. No, you're okay. Uh, yeah, I don't know why I did. Why? And it's, again, a haunting thing. It's simplistic. Oh. Listening to that, I got shivers up my spine. And I think that is the power of that iconic song. Rarely does a song like that inspire such a guttural fear reaction. I don't know if it's if Michael Myers enhanced the music or if the music enhanced Michael Myers, but there is a famous test screening that happened where they didn't have the music behind the film and everyone said it was boring. Then they put in the music, that same test audience said it's the scariest fucking thing ever ever filmed. There you go. That's the power of that song. And the power of John Carpenter himself in terms of, and this isn't his first one, and oh, God help me, I'm still, another one that is an instant buy for me mm-hmm. is Assault on Precinct 13. <laughs> I'm putting that out in the Crypticon universe. If it's out there, I'm going to find it. Because that's actually, well, I'm technically Dark Star as well, but in terms of his first one, uh-huh. a, you know, that talk about iconic themes, Assault is Vanilla iconic. Twist. Oh my God. But coming out of the gate in terms of a horror film, yeah. this that, that theme you hear is what haunts my dreams but there's so much more to the score the next one that we're going to play here and again the mondo version i have is incredible there's so many little like segments there's actually bits and pieces from the movie itself mm-hmm. you know, shot him six times <laughs> well i guess that'd be more halloween too uh but the next track that we're going to listen to is it's going to be empty street which is on uh, side a of disc two so again and it's going to be a little bit of a shorter one and then the next one we're going to listen to after that is lights out so empty streets and lights out and again just in terms of just oh, the simplicity but the terror involved with these good lord <laughs> Creepy, effective, simplistic, scary, again, just a very minimal skew, but one, again, that just inspires scares. Mm-hmm. It, it, like I said, it, it's haunting. I mean, I bet somebody listening right now is driving down somewhere or hanging out, walking around in broad fucking daylight. A bunch of people around that, they hear that, bum, bum, bum. They're going to look around. They're going to be like, holy shit. And I, I'm guilty of, I've done that before, listening to horror scores in my car. Not necessarily loud, but if I had the windows down, you could <laughs> right. hear. And I'm sure that's probably unsettling. Oh, no, I play mine loud. Do like, you? Yeah, the Tales from the Crypt thong will come around the block loud. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> so uh, dim the lights on this next cue. This is Lights Out again on uh, disc two side A. Disc, excuse me, disc two side A.
that's the cue. That's the theme for me that signals in the coming of fall. Yeah. That to me, so oh, yeah. that's, you know, the leaves are falling. You know, it's getting darker a little bit earlier, and bad shit can happen to you earlier as well. Oh, most definitely. That's when, when all the ghoulies and goblins come out to play. It's the best time and of And speaking year. of the ghoulies and the goblins, uh, the shape himself will stalk you, and that is the tra- the, the last uh, cue that we're going to listen to off of the Halloween score here from Mondo. The shape stalks. <laughs> So scary, so scary. Again, so simple, but my goodness, that still to this so day good. gives me the goosebumps. Dun 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 dun. It's like the perfect like something's after me music. Like dun 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 dun. Something's that's the shape stalks. Exactly. So good. <laughs> <laughs> that's the cue for my nightmares, man. So uh, he also did Halloween too, obviously. Uh, that's a, that's a one I haven't picked up. That's another one if I probably see. I might buy it. I've seen it at a few conventions, but it's mm-hmm. very pricey. So that's one that I'll have to debate a little. Uh, but the next one that we're going to be listening to is from, if you've listened to the podcast, you know we love this film. Yeah. Uh, we had a chance <laughs> so to schedule so and programming it as part of the uh, horror show, 35mm series that we do at the Alamo. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was the one. Unfortunately, I wasn't able to co-host with that one. You had a chance to uh, host that one. But um, Halloween 3, Season of the Witch. Uh-huh. So for our next track, we're going to be playing 10 hours of 8 More Days Till Halloween. Hope you're ready. I was it's thinking time, about kids. that. There, that's it'll definitely come into play. Uh, but this is also one that uh, he partnered with Alan Haworth, and mm-hmm. there's a the great partnership with those two. They really kind of played well with each other. Uh, I think Alan kind of kept him in, on track for a lot of this stuff. Yeah, I'm gonna go play again. No, get back here. You got it. We got to work on this music. Here's Lincoln Hyper. No, get back here. <laughs> Fine. But I think it's a partnership that worked well, um, and it, uh, more, no more so than in this particular score. It's very distinctly different from mm-hmm. Halloween, but also definitely has a lot of the Carpenter feel. It's definitely a Carpenter theme. Most definitely. Kind of like the movie itself. Different from the first one, but it's got a Carpenter feel. And so we're going to listen to two tracks from the Halloween 3, and this one actually that we're listening to was uh, through Death Waltz put this one out and the uh, the uh, artwork is done by Jay Shaw the cover artwork which is another just again so good so detailed again the reason to buy and seek these out mm-hmm. why collectors definitely do uh, but we're going to listen to the first two tracks from the side A it's going to be the main title the main theme and Chariots of Pumpkin which is just, just sounds so epic that does sound pretty fucking awesome
almost has a uh, Doctor Who esque kind of feel uh-huh, there. Very. You know what? I'm surprised nobody like in the EMD community like has took this and sampled and remixed it. You know, because yeah, Africa Bombada had that one they used for a Sultan Precinct theme. Mm-hmm. You, someone I'm sure has. There are some hardcore music nerds out there yeah. that love John Carpenter. Yeah. So it's got to be out there, right? Yeah. It's gotta be because JC's so good. I mean, even even if you don't like like the horror movies itself, the music still speaks for its own. You know, very much so. And so the next one we're gonna sample from was actually a casualty of our Into the Mouth of mm-hmm. March Madness tournament. Uh, it went beyond the first round because it is John Carpenter, uh, right. and it's one of my favorite one of his uh, one of his that's definitely kind of the punk rock film of JC. Uh, and this is one that. This uh, the vinyl pressing I have is one of the original ones. So oh, nice! This was yeah. And I don't think I don't know if anyone has put another one out of it. You got it from the future. Yeah, well, no, this is yeah. <laughs> this was when I had didn't make a phone call from the future, and it's like uh, I had to make sure because yeah, this is one of those was a must buy for me. Yeah. And we've talked about our love of this film frequently. Yeah. Um, our passionate discussion with it. Uh, but yeah, this is one of his I think underrated scores mm-hmm. for the most part. Underrated movies. Yes. Very, oh, very much so. <laughs> underrated everything. Yeah. Yeah, and so we're going to go ahead and we're going to start with the opening theme of the Prince of Darkness, and it is just the main theme, which is one of his weirdest opening themes uh, in terms of the intro uh, going into the physics and so forth. It's such a strange film. So, yeah, no, we're going to go ahead and we're going to do two tracks, but we're going to start with the main theme from Prince of Darkness. Creepy. I love the way how it's disconjointed and ethereal, just kind of almost like the movie itself. The dream sequences and all the different things, it's very disconjointed, and the whole aspect of it is very ethereal, but it still comes together all very nicely. It just It's menacingly, menacingly beautiful. Yes. And yeah. I, I, you get a little bit of, I heard a little bit of Big Trouble, actually. In me all, too. Did you? Yeah, me and too. It, and you know what? It didn't feel recycled, though. No. It's it, a it's different t- context. It's mm-hmm, a different film. Mm-hmm. It's a different mood. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so uh, the one, actually, uh, there is a representation from Prince of Darkness in the live 
the, the Carpenter catalog, if you will, mm-hmm. when he plays live. And that's what we're going to listen to here next. It's Darkness Begins. And this is the film they play. And then this was, I was not expecting anything from Prince of Darkness live. Right. Some of the I think tracks lent themselves lives more. In fact, um, the main theme from Into the Mouth of Ma- Into the Mouth of Madness, <laughs> awesome live because yeah. it's much more of a rocker, right? Huge, just wonderfully translated live. Well, that was the one that you were like ah for a long time. So now you're like, oh man, hearing it live, it's one of those it's fantastic. You got to see it live. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you don't get Dave Matthews until you see him live. JC does a 20 minute <laughs> version of it. It's great. You know, <laughs> he's out there playing hacky sack with blues travelers. <laughs> <laughs> hey, let's train harmonica. I'd, I'd love to see him do it, man. Uh, but no, yeah, I was, it was, so it was really cool to hear. And again, it's a differently, it's a little bit different live, mm-hmm. uh, but this is darkness begins from Prince of Darkness. that up there with anything goblin has to offer man nice. it's like impending doom and like if if the anti-god escaped and just this green fog engulfs all the hobos in town again one of the unsung favorites in the carpenter catalog mm-hmm. but one i'm very happy to own mm-hmm. and then lastly uh, since we started with the one he started off live with i thought it would be appropriate to end the one that he uh, started, he ended with here in terms of his live set. So he did an encore, of course, uh, and as he ends it, he's like, uh, you know, so uh, guys, be careful when you're driving out there because, as you know, Christine could be out there, right? And so, and of course, like every little bit of fan banter he did, we ate up with a spoon. Right. So we're like, oh, it's Christine. So <laughs> we are going to be playing the main theme from Christine. And if you uh, go back to our the Nerds of Nostalgia, we did a three-part uh, retrospective of John Carpenter mm-hmm. and I believe we talked with Jason Chaffee regarding Christine uh, thoughts about it real quick Christine the the song is so 
menacing, just incoming dread. And it sets the tone up very perfectly for the just the craziness. It's such a I think this one is is a lot of people dismiss Christine, but it's with it's got its great charms. It really does. It's one of those that I think is more underrated. And the mm-hmm. fact that it's also a Stephen King property. Mm-hmm. So it's one of those where you have like Carpenter directing King, you've had Cronenberg direct King, you've had yeah. Rem- so you've got he's put his footwork in there mm-hmm. and yeah, Christine's fantastic so yeah now he ended it with it which was great and it's one of those that I'd forgotten about for the most part because really with this soundtrack it's mostly 50s songs and right. so forth so you forget that there is that menacing theme which we're going to go ahead and divest again this is just one that I found uh, they haven't done a repressing of this so this is one of the original soundtracks but nice. if you got it listen to it yeah the main theme from Christine epic is that that is so dreadful it's like michael myers but faster just like christine just faster it's it's more menacing too like i mean they're both menacing but this is like like this, i could picture hell on wheels literally like i hope nobody's driving while listening to this at night and then all of a sudden lights come on behind them that would shit my pants god help them god help right them. and this is just a basic a basic sampling of the carpenter catalog yes. you know there's so much more out there but this volumes. is what we have here to listen to uh, but you know hopefully if you seek this out whether it's on record tape CD digital what have you Mm -hmm. please seek it out because his what he's done in terms of his music what they've done to his films what they've meant to us as horror nerds you Mm -hmm. know is a lot so make sure you're checking it out the fact it can still send shivers up your spine yes it does well speaking of shivers until next time guys this is Greg D and I'm JC and we will see you in your dreams